0: Welcome to Global River Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. God has something to say to us this morning. Before we start, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the privilege to go through your word this morning. Holy Spirit, I yield myself completely to you, none of me but all of you. I'm your mouthpiece. I'm your glove. Lord, use me as you see feet. And I believe that I receive that now. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. Come on, church. Hallelujah. (laughs) Raise the roof. Hallelujah. I want to tell you something. We win the devil loses. Come on, you guys didn't get that. We win, the devil loses. Doesn't matter what the assault looks like. It doesn't matter what the enemy is bringing against us. At the end of the day, when the dust settles, we win, the devil loses. Hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God. So we are going to take some time this morning. Uh, My plan was I was going to tell the story, but the Lord said, I want you to read it. Take your time to read it. So we are going to open your Bible, get your Bible, please. If you have a a software Bible, uh, electronic Bible, or regular Bible, we are going to read portions of the Scripture, and as we go along, the Lord will be leading me on what He wants me to say. So, we are going to look at the life of one of our patriarchs, probably D number one, uh, the man Abraham. But I'm going to put Abraham kind of behind the scene. We want to focus on our mom, Sarah. Amen? How many of us are ex- excited about that? Genesis 15, because we have so much to read, I'm going to start. After these things, verse 1, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham. In a vision, saying, do not be afraid. Genesis 15, verse 1. Do not be afraid. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abraham said, Lord, Lord God, what will you give me? seeing I go childless. And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Verse 3. Then Abraham said, look. You have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. In other words, my servants are going to be the one that will inherit my properties. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, This one shall not be your heir, but the one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now towards heaven and count the stars, if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. Verse 6, and he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Let's fast forward to Genesis uh, 17. Genesis 17, verse 1 to 8. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. That word almighty is El Gibor. I don't want to go there. I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. Because if I go that rabbit trail, we we won't get out. And I will make my covenant between me and you. And I will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abraham fell on his face. And God talked with him saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you. And you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham. For I have, past tense, made you a father of many nations. And I will make you exceedingly fruitful. And I will make nations out of you. And kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you, and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Also, I give to you as a descendant after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Now, let's jump down to verse 15 because if we read everything, I'll be reading all day. Verse 15. Then God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. And I will bless her and also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be from her. Verse 17. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? And shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, be a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. In other words, Abraham is saying, I already have a son, so let's Execute this covenant through this one. And look at what God said. Then God said, No, Sarah, your wife, will bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. I want you to pay attention that Abraham laughed. Now let's jump to Genesis 18. You know this story. Then the Lord appeared to him by the terebinth tree of Mamre as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. So he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and said, my Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on your servant. Please let me bring water, let water be brought, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. Now, let's jump to nine, because of time. Then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? So he said, here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life the time of life meaning the gestation period for carrying a pregnancy. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Now Sarah, in bracket, was listening in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well advanced in age. And Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. So when God, the writer of the book, said somebody is old, They got to be old. (laughs) Amen? God said Sarah and Abraham were well advanced in age. Therefore, Sarah laughed. So we've got Abraham laughing, and Sarah also laughed within herself, saying, after I have grown old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord also being old, And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Saying, shall I surely be a child since I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. Verse 15, but Sarah denied it. Have you ever, God is talking to you and you're denying something that you did? Sarah denied it, said, I did not laugh. What is that? I mean, she actually lied unto the Lord. (laughs) I did not laugh. I did not laugh. Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And the Lord said, no, but you did laugh. Now let's go to verse chapter 21. I'm almost done with the reading. Uh, Chapter 21 is actually the end of it. And the Lord visited, verse 1, Sarah as he had said. And the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. That's a word for somebody this morning. Amen. The Lord visited Sarah as he had said. All the obstacles notwithstanding. And the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the set time which the Lord had spoken. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah born to him, Isaac. Then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old as God had commanded him. Now, Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh, and all who hear it will laugh with me. And that's where we get the meaning of Isaac as laughter. Amen? Verse 7, the last verse. She also said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. Because as far as science was concerned, not just back then, even now, as far as biology was concerned, it's impossible. It should never happen. But when God speaks, when God speaks and you and I believe him, then we move from the realm of impossibility to possibility. Amen? Oh, glory to God. So now when you look at this story we just read, especially chapter 21 that we just read, the Bible said, God did unto Sarah as he had promised, as he has said. It may seem like, oh, Sarah had nothing to do with it. God just did it. Now, let's go to Hebrews 11, my favorite uh, chapter in the Bible, Hebrews 11. Glory to God. For those that are watching from home, please, I want you to follow us and pay attention because God is speaking something to us this morning. Look at verse 11, and I have some of these verses in the handout that you have, and I'm gonna get into it in a minute. The Bible says, "By faith, Hebrews 11:11, 11, 11, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised." So when you put the two together, the stories that we read. The fact that God did unto Sarah what he had promised. And this verse, you will see that Sarah had an input. Now, when I was reading it and as I was studying it, the Bible said, by faith, Sarah herself also. That triggered me. You know, when you say also, you are adding to something you, you've been saying, right? Right? If you say also, you are adding to something. So that made me to kind of go back a little bit. So if you go back um, to verse eight, the Bible says by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called out to a place which he would receive as an inheritance. When he went out, not knowing where he was going, by faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country. Dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. So he was talking about the faith of Abraham. Then the writer switched over to Sarah and began to talk about Sarah. By faith, Sarah also received strength to conceive seed. So, in other words, the promise of God of Isaac was given to Abraham. And to Sarah. But how many of you know that in order to have children, to carry a baby, it's not just up to the man. The woman is involved. In fact, the woman carries all the work. Amen? So that's why, praise the Lord, <laughs> that's why the faith of Sarah was necessary in order for this promise to come to pass. So what are you saying, Bishop? God has Powerful promises that he has given to you. But until you engage in the place of faith, it will just stay as promises. Until you engage in the place of faith, they will just be promises. You will hear other people giving testimonies. You will hear other churches sharing testimonies. And you are scratching your head. How come I don't get some of that? You have to engage in the place of faith. And we've been doing a series of teaching by the, by the help of the Holy Spirit on different aspects of faith. And the Lord told me that I should own in on this part today. Receive now. Now faith is. Receive now. And so we are gonna look at some pa- passages in the word of God because there are Almost 200 and almost a thousand verses that we could look at, but we don't have time for a thousand verses. So I selected a few of them to show you a pattern that I'm trusting the Holy Ghost to open your, the, the man on the inside so that you can see it. Because once you see it, you know, somebody said, What is understanding? Understanding is seeing what God is saying. Yes. When you see what God is saying, oh, you are the most dangerous person to the devil because he can't put a wool over your eyes anymore you see what the word is saying praise the Lord so we've been camping in Mark 11 24 therefore what things soever you desire when you pray believe that you receive them and what will follow you shall have them so I was studying it I was studying it several weeks ago and the Lord brought me to that word receive, and the Greek word receive is the Greek word lambano, lambano. Okay, Bishop, what's what's that? As a matter of fact, that's why I brought two of my study resource. This is Strong's uh, Complete Dictionary of Bible Words and Vine's Expository uh, Dictionary of Old and New Testament Words. And I have taken time to look for the word so that I won't be spending time looking for it. So, but to save time, I have copied all the research into the material that you have. So when you look at that word, lombano, that's what we are going to focus on for a big part of the message today. Lombano. Mark 11:24. 24. It started a journey for me. And this verse occurs 263 times in about 248 verses in the word. And it means the same thing. There's also some other variation of it, "dakoma," which means to accept, to receive, and that one occurs 59 times. So when you look at this root word, lombano, it means to take, to receive. It's not a passive word. It's not like I'm sitting here and I'm waiting on my brother over there to come and give it to me, no. And that's why I have here with me today, if Brother Tracy can come to help me out. I was going to call my daughter, but she's in the boot. So, how many of you know a relay race? So if you can stand over there, please. A relay race. When you are running a relay race, and this is uh, uh, the baton. When you are running a, you can face it that way. When you are running a relay race, um, you have the first leg, the second leg, the third leg, or the final leg. One of the rules is I have to pass the baton to my teammate, and my teammate has to what? Receive it. Otherwise, the whole race is cancelled. Even if we have the best time, we lose. So, I'm running. I'm Ronnie, glory to God. Whew. This is not the good outfit for Ronnie, but pretend that I have the right outfit. He's got the perfect outfit. So then I pass the baton to him, and what does he do? He receives it. He receives it. He receives it. If he doesn't receive it, we don't get any prize. We don't win. It doesn't matter what the time is. It doesn't matter if we have the best time. In fact, we finished, and we are sitting down, and the other team is still running. (laughs) We are taking Kool-Aid and drinking juice, and they are still running. If we did not pass the baton correctly, and every member of the team received the baton correctly, we lose. We are disqualified. So God is saying to his church this morning, you must believe that you receive and then you shall have it. These are Jesus' words. Thank you, sir. These are Jesus' words. Thank you so much. Jesus said, whatsoever you desire in the place of prayer, you must believe that you have what? Receive them. And what will happen? You will have it. That doesn't make any sense. We are not talking sense, we are talking spiritual words. We are talking spiritual transaction. So I want us to see a couple of verses. In fact, we are going to go through all of them. So the Bible says, by faith, Sarah herself received strength. It's the same word, lomvano. Study it. Same word, lomvano. She received strength. She did something. She took it. She wasn't waiting on God. She took it like the woman with the issue of blood. I want you to picture with me this morning. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, Therefore, since we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us lay aside every weight that keeps us down, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto all Jesus, the author, and the finisher of our faith. So I want you to picture with me today, we have some dignitaries in our midst. Papa Abraham is sitting over there. <laughs> Mama Sarah is sitting over there. The woman with issue of blood is sitting by right there. The Syrophoenician woman is there. Abel is over there. Of course, at the head of the table is the Lord Jesus. The master, is right here. Can you see him? Can you see him? You see Abraham. You see all the heroes of faith. They are sitting down. And as I'm speaking, they are cheering me on. Come on, Bishop. Come on, Bishop. Keep doing it. That's it. That's it. Come on, tell them. Tell them. So I want you to picture with me as I'm speaking this because uh, my, my main focus in this service is Mama Sarah. And Mama Sarah is saying, sons, daughters, let me tell you how faith works. She's talking now. This is not Bishop. Let me tell you, my sons, my daughter, how faith works. Remember, it is written in the word, when the Lord came and I was behind the tent and I overheard the conversation between my husband and the Lord, I was laughing because it was laughable. It was very, very dumb. When I was 16, 17, 20, 30, I didn't get pregnant. Now I'm in my 90s and this this God is saying I'm gonna get pregnant. I don't even feel like that anymore. Everything has shut down. The shop is closed. Everything has shut down. So it's impossible. So I laughed. And then the Lord called me out and said, why did Sarah laugh? Oh, and I'm sorry, my sons, my daughters, I, I lied. I was afraid, I lied. I said, no, I did not laugh. And the Lord said, yeah, you did laugh. And, oh, oh, and, and then I see Papa Abraham also raising his hand. He said, oh, my sons, my, my wife, let me, let me add to that. Uh, if you look at Genesis 17, 17, I also laughed because it was laughable. He's talking. He said, I also laughed because it was impossible. It doesn't make any sense. How can we have children? I'm 100 years old. My wife is 90. We don't even see each other like that no more. Game over. But after the Lord left, now, give me some liberty, and, and you know, you are students of the word. Because according to Hebrews eleven eleven, the Bible tells me that by faith, Sarah herself also received something. She received strength to conceive In other words, she received a power, an anointing, a grace that reactivated everything that has shut down. Because in order for you to have a baby, the fallopian tube has to work. The womb has to work. Everything that makes baby creation to work has to work. She received strength to conceive. So Mama Sarah is saying, yeah, that's what happened. After the Lord left, I began to think about it, because the Bible says, for she judged him faithful who had promised. I began to look at the one that made the promise, and I began to ignore my body. And the Bible also says in Romans 4, um, yeah, Romans 4, that Abraham also... Did not stagger at the promise of God, but was strong in faith by giving glory to God. He did not consider the deadness of Sarah's womb or the fact that he is old and well advanced in age. In other words, say this man, these are our patriarchs, who is our guest today, they ignored the physical evidence. My legs is not working. My hands are not working. The doctor said, there's cancer in my body. The doctor said, I'm going to die. They ignored it, and they looked at him and looked at his word and began to declare that I am healed, I am delivered, I am set free, because the word says so. Amen? Because the word says so. So we begin to see that you don't you don't deny what is going on in your body no you don't deny that but you look at something else looking onto Jesus the author and the finisher of your faith can you hear them In fact, I see a lot of them. The woman with the issue of blood. She's raising her hand now. Say, Papa, Papa Abraham, can I talk? Can I talk? Can I talk? Can I talk? Okay, okay. It's your it's Daughter, you can tell them. Let me tell you my story. Oh, I heard about Jesus. I heard about this man. And they tell me that he's a miracle working God. And they tell me specifically that something comes out of his person. And there were... Testimonies of people that have had contact with him. And so after a while of listening to this, you know, Romans 10, 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. After a while of listening to him, I decided to believe it stupidly. I decided to say, you know what? I believe that. Remember I did a message a couple of weeks ago <clears throat> that said, faith or belief is a decision a choice oh glory to God this is a $5 bill anyone that wants can come and get it that's how you receive you go and you get it I'm not taking it back it's yours glory to God hallelujah you go and you take what is yours so the woman with issue of blood is still talking. He said, she said, you know, after I heard about this Jesus, I made a decision in my heart that I believe it. And you know, it's against the law. It's against the law for me because I'm a woman with issue of blood. According to the law of Moses, given by God that when you come into town, you begin to cry unclean, unclean. But I, I sat down in my house and I said, you know what, if I sit here, I'm going to die. If I go in the crowd and they find out that I'm in the crowd and I did not say unclean, they're going to kill me. So I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. And then I went. Now, I want to remind you, I've been losing blood every moment of every moment of every day for 12 Long years. I don't have my normal strength. So I, got, I started walking. As I got to the crowd, I asked the people at the peri- perimeter of the crowd, what's going on? It's Jesus. Oh, thank God. It's Jesus. So I began to <sighs> patrol through the crowd. But as I got closer, it was very thick. I couldn't get through. You know what I did? I went on all fours. And I began to crawl. And I began to crawl. And, you know, people see you crawling, they uh, they kind of move away, move away. So I got close. And then I grabbed the hem of his garment. And the moment I did, what they told me, what my neighbors told me happened. Something came out of him. Power came out of him. Went in through my cloth into my person and stopped the hemorrhage. I felt it. You women, you can attest to this. When you are doing your, uh, your monthly thing, you know when you are flowing and you know when you are not flowing. Uh, so I, I'm going to trust your word on that. She, she knew it. She knew it the moment it stopped. In other words, she went and she took it. She went and received it. She went and received it. What are you waiting for? The Spirit of God is saying to His sons and daughters, what are you waiting for? Ephesians 1, 3. He has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. It's yours. It's yours. Go take it. It's yours. Go Take it. Go receive it. I told you that word, lombano, is translated t- into two English words. Receive or take. Now let's look at some scriptures. Woo! I hope this is blessing you. I hope this is blessing you. It's translated receive or take. Matthew eight seventeen. I can quote it, but I want us to read it together. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses that word took is the same word lombano translated in mark 11:24 so took receive meaning i go and i take it Go and take your healing. Go and take your deliverance. Go and take your salvation. Oh, you know, we know we use this term uh, in the church. We say, uh, "Brother, come and receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Come and receive what Christ as your Lord and Savior." Oh, the Holy Ghost is prompting me. Um, so I remember the day I got filled with the Holy Ghost. A few months before that, I got saved. You know, there's salvation. When you get saved, you get a portion, a measure of the Holy Ghost. But it's different from the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We don't have time to go into that. But I remember I went to church. In fact, that Sunday, everything, every obstacle on earth was put in my way. I didn't have clothes to wear. There was um, no electricity. This was back in Nigeria. To hang on my clothes. So I just said, forget it. I'll just wear this. So I made it to church. I can't tell you what the pastor preached that day, but it was good. And after the service, the pastor said, if you are here today and you want to receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost or you want any type of prayer, wait. And they have a prayer team like we have in this church. And so everybody got somebody except me. The devil didn't want me to get it. But I was patient. I did not get mad, I did not get upset. I was patient. Now I came with my friend. My friend was waiting outside for me. And so after a few minutes, this lady had finished with another person she was attending to, and she saw me standing there, say, "Hey, brother, I have somebody to pray with you?" I said, "No. I've been waiting patiently. "Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, what do you need? I want to receive the Holy Ghost." And she gave me instruction, just like I'm sharing with us this morning. Are you born again? Yes, I'm born again. I know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Well, the same way you got Jesus is the same way you are going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And after you believe that you receive him, he's going to give you the language. The language. It's going to sound weird, but that's the Holy Ghost. So he put, she put her hand on me. The moment she did, I released my faith. I believed that I received. And then the next second, it began to build up and I began to speak it. On the bus, going back home, I was, I don't care. I don't care who's in the the bus. I was just praying. I was praying for hours. So what God is saying is this. Everything that you have right now, that you received from God, it came the same way. You received it. You received it. In fact, let's look at a verse 1 Corinthians 4 7. First, it's, on, it's on the handout that I gave you on the second page, the top of the second page, depending on uh, how it's printed. 1 Corinthians 4 7. For who makes you to differ from another? And um, what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast like you did not receive it? So what I want us to see there is, he's saying everything that you have, you received it. So then why are you boasting like you did not receive it? In fact, the three words receive in in that one verse, Lombano, take, receive. You are not waiting on the Lord. The Lord is waiting on you. I just, I just stepped on a bunch of toes. I did. You, you are not waiting on the Lord when it comes to all the things that he has already provided. The Lord is waiting on you. He said, son, daughter, what are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? Go get it. Go take it. Reach out and take it. Reach out and take it. Look at this uh, verse, Mark 11, uh, Matthew 7, 8. Let's start from Matthew 7, 8. For everyone who asks receives. So you see, we see it as, oh, I'll ask, and then when it's God's time, then it will happen. You will wait till the day you pass on, and it will not manifest. It will not work. You know, I'm doing a study. The Lord is taking me through a study now on prayer and the different kinds of prayer that we have, the prayer of faith, the prayer of agreement, blah, blah, blah. In fact, when um, I was preparing for that, I thought the Lord was going to lead me here. So no, we are not done with faith. Stay stay here, stay here. And then we are going to move to some other topic later. So there are different kinds of prayer. I don't even know why I'm getting into that, but there's the prayer of faith, there's the prayer of agreement, and there's prayer of intercession, It's just like uh, different kinds of sports, they have different rules, football is different from soccer, it's different from tennis, it's different from um, whatever sports that you like to play. Well, you can't apply the tennis rules to soccer, it's not going to work, everybody will be confused. And so, okay, I'm going to say it, you know, when you saw Jesus at Gethsemane, the Bible said they prayed the same prayer three times. Lord, if it be your will, let this cup pass over me. That's the prayer of consecration. But when you saw Jesus at the tomb of Lazarus in John chapter 11, he said, Father, I know that you always hear me. And I'm saying this for the benefit of those that are standing here. In other words, I'm not praying it now. We already had a conversation. Lazarus, come forth. He was talking to a dead man. First of all, his hearing is gone. I mean, you guys help me understand. He doesn't, he's not supposed to hear. You know, hearing is gone. Whatever killed him, that demon is standing at the gate. I want to see that force that will set you free. It's over. And my God is saying, no, it's not. Mark nine twenty-three. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to the pastor. Is that what he said? Is that what he said? Mark 9, 23. All things are possible to the prophets, to the evangelists, to the pastor. No, no, no. That's not what he said. All things are possible to him or her that believes. Amen. Put all of us on the same playing field. So in other words, what you receive is based on your faith. Yeah. Oh, makere mosikaya. Jesus said it over and over and over. Whether it's a woman with the issue of blood, whether it's a Syrophoenician woman, whether it's the centurion that came to him. Daughter, your faith. In fact, there was one episode. They came to Jesus and they were accusing him. Oh, all the miracles we hear you do in Capernaum. Do here. If you, if you if you are truly a prophet, if you are truly sent of God, that would be a perfect time for Jesus to flex. So, okay, let me show you. <laughs> Bring me some water. I'm a part it. Yeah. No, 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 no. He, he, he said, I have I have not seen so much unbelief. Yeah. And then, if you look at the next verses, the Bible said he went round about the villages teaching. You know what he was doing, yeah. producing faith. Because faith comes by hearing. How do I get rid of unbelief? Teach faith. How do I get rid of unbelief? Teach faith. Preach faith. Declare faith. So he went throughout their villages teaching. Teaching. Because that's the antidote to unbelief. That's the antidote to not believing the word of God. You have to hear the word of faith being preached. And then faith will arise on the inside of you. And I told us before that faith, believe, is a decision. You see the word of God say this? I believe it. And I receive it. And what's going to happen? You shall have it. Now, I want to remind us, if you look at the ministry of Jesus, there were many, many miracles. Many, many miracles. Many of them were instant and many of them took a period of time. So after I believe that I receive, when is my manifestation going to take place? I don't know. Sometimes it will take hours, minutes, days, weeks, months, and the reason it takes that long sometimes is because of the quality of your faith, because there are levels of faith. The Bible says from faith unto faith. So don't give up on it because you haven't seen manifestation yet. If you truly believe that you have received, just like when I passed the baton to Tracy, he knew that the baton was in his hand. He's not vacillating or worried or thinking, did I receive it, did I it? No, no, no. He truly received and then he, phew, he bolts. Are we getting something this morning? Are we getting something this morning? In James 1, 7, the Bible said, Let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Because he was talking about unbelief, vacillating. You have to be steady. I believe what Jesus said. And what's going to happen next? I will have it. Irrespective of... What the physical senses are telling me, irrespective of what the winds and the waves are telling me. Now, when you look at the ministry of Jesus, it was batting a hundred out of a hundred. A hundred out of a hundred. When you look at the life of uh, Peter, it was close to 98. Because we see him walking on water and then sinking, so they cancel each other out. He walked on water by faith, but then he started to doubt, and then so they canceled each other. out. And then we see the other disciples. In Mark 9:23. 23, that, that same episode, they brought a son, a man brought his son to the disciples to do something, cast the devil out. Jesus was on the mountain being transfigured with Peter, James, and John. So after the transfiguration, they were coming down. And then he saw a commotion going on with the disciples and the folks down there. And he was asking the question, what's going on? They said, well, Jesus, I brought my son to your knucklehead disciples. They couldn't do nothing. <laughs> I apologize for saying that. <laughs> but, and Jesus said, how long shall I be with you? Why is it that you don't have any faith? Bring the boy to me. And then Jesus began to interview him. What's the issue? Uh, the devil would throw him in the water and he throw him in the fire. If you can't do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus, into the next court, into his court, it's not about what I can do. It's about what you can believe. And that's why we get to Mark nine twenty three. Jesus said, it's not about what I can believe. It's about what you can believe. Don't you know that if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe it. You know, if I say to this congregation and those that are watching from home, oh, all things are possible to God. Everybody believes that. Come on, Bishop, we know that. But Jesus said in Mark 9:23, all things are possible to you, my sister, if you will believe. All things are possible to you, my brother, if you will believe. And it doesn't matter what I think about it. What your spouse may think about it, people around you may think about it, it matters what you believe in your heart between you and the Lord. And you have to learn to protect your faith. You don't cast your pearls before the swine. I will only share what I'm standing with God for with people of like faith, like precious faith. Because I don't want you to compromise my fate. I don't want you to poison my fate. No. So there are some things that I will not share with some people ever. Not because I don't love them, but because they are not where I am and that's okay. I protect my fate. I protect my, my standing God. Because when Abraham and Sarah was going through what they were going through, if they, you know, they are still here, uh, they will tell you, you know, our friends are laughing at us because they changed their name from Abraham to Abraham, Sarai to Sarai. So, Sarah, rather. You know what it means? Father of many nations, mother of many nations. And so, when he goes to the grocery store, mother of many nations, Psh, yeah, right. She's knight. You know how women talk. She's 90, she ain't got no child. And she's calling herself mother of many nations. How stupid is that? That's just so, so dumb. That's just so dumb. I don't understand. What is wrong with her? Maybe something's up, you know, upside upside. Something is wrong. Father of many nations. And they are laughing at them. Who's laughing now? Who's laughing now? The Bible says God accounted it to him for righteousness. You know, we have the luxury of this book. We have the luxury of looking back at Papa Abraham. We have the luxury of looking back at Mama Sarah. We have the luxury of looking at the whole crowd of witnesses. He had none. He had nobody to look at. There's no example for Abraham. That's why God called him the father of faith. And of course, we don't have time to go into... God told him to go and sacrifice his son, the same son that we just got at old age. (laughs) And Abraham sat down, he did not tell the wife because there's no record of it in scripture. Because I know if he did, they will have a conversation about it. Are you telling me you're gonna take Isaac and go and sacrifice him on the altar? Are you crazy? Do you know how long it took us to get that baby? So Abraham, in his wisdom, decided this is me between me and God. And the scripture tells us that Abraham sat down and thought about it. God told me that in this boy, the covenant will continue. And I will have innumerable sons and daughters that looks like the stars in the sky that I cannot number. And so he concluded in his mind... You know when you do sacrifice, you know what you do? You kill the sacrifice and put it on the altar and light it up. So Abraham surmised within himself that I'm going to kill the boy. I'm going to light him up. And God will have to do whatever he needs to do to bring him back. Because he promised me through this son, the whole earth will be blessed. And so when he got up there, the son asked him, Papa, I see the wood. I see everything for sacrifice, but where's the goat? Where's the, where's the sheep? And Abraham said, the Lord will provide himself the sacrifice, which is pointing to Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, and then he got up there. Abraham was going to do it. He settled. You have to get to a place where you are settled. The winds and the waves are blowing around you. The doctor's report, instead of getting better, is getting worse. So what? His name is Rafa, and he hasn't changed yet. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The doctor's report is getting worse. So what? I stand, and I stand, and I stand in my faith. Because I know the word of God will not fail on my account. I have the host of witnesses cheering me on. Amen? And how do I find them? I find them in this book. Therefore, being compassed, being surrounded by a host of witnesses. Hebrews 12.1, let's go there. Hebrews 12.1. Glory to God. When you get home, you can study the rest of it. Um you find that word is very, very powerful. The word receive. You must receive. If you pray after you are done praying and you have not received, it will make you feel good, but it's not going to compute. Every time you pray, you must believe that you receive. So let me ask this. Let me add this. So I pray... And I believe that I receive on a particular matter now. When I pray about it two days from now, what do I do? Am I going to repeat the same thing? No. When you are doing the prayer of faith, I say, Father, I want to thank you because I believe that I received two days ago. And I just want to praise you for it. Glory to God. You know, uh, D.L. Moody. Everybody, you guys know, he wrote a lot about prayer. He said, if you pray... Prayer of faith now, again, just prayer of faith, not other kinds of prayer. If you pray about something six times or seven times the same way, you've prayed about it six times in unbelief. The last time is the the one that you are standing in faith. Do you get that? Because if I pray about it now and I believe that I received it, Let's say I'm I'm believing God for this Bible, and I believe that I received it in my spirit. The next time I pray about it, I'm not going to be receiving it again. I already received it. I'm just going to thank God because I believe that I received it. Do you see the difference? It doesn't mean you shouldn't pray about it anymore or talk to God about it anymore, but you are talking about it from the place of joy. I'll give you another example. Anna. Anna stood in the temple and she was pouring her heart out to the Lord. And she made a vow. And while she was doing that, Eli the prophet came and said, woman, this is not the place to be drinking. You know, take it out. This is the house of God. And she said, no, I'm not drinking. I'm just pouring my petitions before the Lord. And we were having this uh, as a family altar uh, this past week with my family. And the scripture said, the Lord closed our womb. The Lord. And so I asked my family, how is that possible? You know, the Bible calls God the righteous judge. So if God deemed it right to close a womb, there must be something that transpired in our bloodline that led to God making that decision. Because God is a good God. God is a righteous judge. So, but the Bible said the Lord closed our womb. So, She presented her request before the Lord. And you know what happened? Eli said, after he found out that she wasn't drunk, she was truly pouring her heart to the Lord as a representative of the Lord. He said, the Lord God of Israel, grant your petition. And you know what Mama did? Mama Anna did. She's here too. She got up, went to eat, and our countenance was no longer sad. She considered it done. I received it. And then when you follow the Bible, when you follow that story, three or four verses down, the Bible said that Elkanah knew the wife. Before, because before you get pregnant, that, you know, that got to happen. You know what I'm saying? That has to happen. But she received it in the house of God. She received the baby in the house of God. But the act that needs to happen for pregnancy to take place, which they've been doing, and nothing had happened before, happened later. Do you see that? She received it in the house, and then the Lord opened her womb, and she brought forth one of the strongest prophets in Israel. You have to believe that you received my sister. You have to believe that you received my brother irrespective of what your five senses are telling you. Because it's not a sense transaction, it's a God transaction. The question is, do you believe what the word says? Jesus said, who his own self bore our sins in his own body, 1 Peter 2.24, by whose stripes you were, past tense, healed. So are you going to call that a reality? Or you're just gonna, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know. I've been praying, you know, Bishop, I've been praying for a long time for this, this issue, you know. I've been diligent. But in the course of your prayer, have you received? Have you believed that you received? Amen? Amen. This is a big part of faith. You have to believe that you receive. And that's why I wanted to, to give us this resource. Study it at home. Oh, by the way. Lomvano is a Greek word for receive. I have a whole note on the back here that I have not even gotten to. Lakak is the Hebrew word, the complementary Hebrew word. appears almost 800 times in the word. In the Old Testament. Receive. Receive. Amen? You must believe that you receive. And then what will happen? Jesus said, I will see to it that you have it. In fact, uh, I was listening to Papa Hagen, uh, a blessed memory. He said, in, in that particular phrase, he said, uh, there's one translation that said, if, if you pray to me and whatever you're praying to me, I don't have it, I'm going to make it for you. <laughs> Glory to God. If I don't have it, I'll make it for you. Glory to God. If it's not in stock, I'll make it for you. Because I'm creator, I can do that. I am creator, I can do that. I want you to believe God this morning. No matter what you are going through, job issues, medical issues, uh, depression, oppression, blah, 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 whatever the enemy is coming at you, I mean, I, I, I get you know, punched every, every, every now and then, just like everybody. The devil brings stuff to me, but I stand my ground. I have learned, oh, I grew up in a home where we pray all the time, but our prayer is hoping and praying. We are, it's like a lottery, we, we are hoping that it works. We are hoping that it works, and it's not just me. Everybody around us prays like that. So it was normal to pray like that, but God is showing his church in these last days, because it's coming for a church without spot or wrinkle. We have to learn how faith works. And God doesn't make exceptions. I was talking to my kids. (coughs) Excuse me. I was talking to my kids. It's like, okay, if somebody is in a bad situation, you know, their sickness is so bad that it's terminal, maybe God can make exceptions. You know, there are two ways that we receive from God. God can sovereignly, Intervene in your situation and just blow everything out of the water and just do it. But that doesn't happen often. We see that at the pool of Bethesda. You can wait for 34 years. You can wait for 34 years, like that man by the pool of Bethesda. When the sovereign move of God comes, yeah, we've seen that. Miracles happen. But the one that you have control over, God has... It's so merciful and so gracious. He put it in your hand. Believe that you receive, and you shall have it. You shall have it. You shall have it. You don't have to, I don't have to wait on Pastor Willie. Right. Pastor Willie doesn't have to wait on me. Right. Amen? Right. Everything that I have today is because I believe that I received it. Everything else that you are going to have tomorrow and the days that follows, you have to believe that you what? You receive it. And so my story that I was telling earlier. So if God makes an exception for me, for my wife, for your wife, for your husband, or whatever, you know what God has to do? He has to go back to everyone that he did not make an exception to in the past, and I apologize to all of them. Because God is not a liar. His word is true, and his ways appeal. He has done it, and he has given it to you in your hand. He said, receive, receive. Brother, receive. Sister, receive. Receive. You see the cloud of witnesses behind us. They are saying, sons and daughters, receive. Receive. I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter how bad the situation is. He has done it. Jesus said, It is finished. The work of our salvation is complete, the work of our healing is complete. When you look at Calvary, you know, when you look at Calvary on the surface, all you see is a man hanging on a cross, beaten, and all of that stuff. But you don't know behind the scenes, spiritual transactions that were taking place. At that Calvary, healing was purchased because of the 39 stripes on his back. I remember recently, I was standing in faith for something, for my own body. And, and the Lord led me to look at 39 stripes. So I went on Google and 39 stripes. And there are pictures you know, that people have made up and Hollywood have made up. So I got the picture and I printed it. And I look at it, by the 39 stripes, I'm healed. By the 39 stripes, I'm healed. I mean, I'm aggressive. Amen? That's why the Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. That's the fight we are talking about. The fight whereby you ignore what your senses are telling you. You ignore what the doctor is saying. I'm not saying don't follow what the doctor is telling you to do. Follow the routine and all that. I mean, think about it this way. If the doctor has something to help you, take it. Take it. The word of God is not against doctors. No. This is not preaching against doctors. What I'm saying is when it gets, you have to get to a place where you go to Jesus, Rafa exclusively. It's okay to take Tylenol, ibuprofen, or whatever the doctors are prescribed to you, but you need to mature from that to the place where you can receive what you need. And you start with baby steps. Start believing God for little things. Start believing God for the minor headache. Start receiving for that. So that when C A shows up, you are trained up. Amen. You know, my brother Tracy will know this, coming from the military background. You have to train for every conceivable uh, things that could happen when you go on the field, when you go in the battlefront. And so when the situation comes up, Muscle memory kicks in. You begin to act without even thinking. You begin to engage without even thinking. And God is raising up His sons and daughters in the house to begin to believe Him like the patriarchs. Amen? You know, the book of Acts is still being written. You and I, we are in that book. The acts of the sons of God, the acts of the daughters of God. What have you believed God for lately? what is your batting average in the place of prayer? If your batting average is like uh, close to 0%, you need to work on that and begin to see God as your provider and begin to take his word as gospel. Amen? And begin to execute what the Father has for you and begin to take it. You must believe that you receive. If you don't receive, you just prayed and made yourself feel better. That's all you did. And that's why it's not working. You know, um, Papa Egan said something um, many years ago. There's a doctor, uh, I forget her name now. Uh, She was a medical doctor, and the Lord healed her of some terrible disease. I forget the disease now. And she became a minister of the gospel. And she preached for uh, many, many years. She said, when I am praying for something, and it's not manifesting in a reasonable amount of time, I start changing. Because the issue is not with God. I start asking myself, Lord, you know, because the Bible says faith works by love. That's another part of faith that we need to understand. If you are not walking in love, your faith is stopped dead in the tracks. Your faith is not going to work. If you have unforgiveness in your heart, if you have any hearts, anything against anybody, and you are praying, it's not going to work. It's not going to go. Faith works by law. So I remember recently, I, had, uh, I shared a testimony of my back and everything. And I was like, yeah, my faith works. My faith works. Because I always check there. I always go to area of unbelief or unforgiveness or anything like that. Lord, I want to make sure my heart is pure. Because that's going to stop my faith from working. And there are some situations that would take a while. Just like it did for Mama Sarah but she got it, she got it. So don't give up my brother, don't give up my sister. What God cannot do does not exist. Amen. What God cannot do does not exist. I was sharing a testimony with my, my kids um, of a young girl, she had holes in her leg, I mean very thick. And what happened was her bones were rotting inside. And pulse was coming out. And they prayed to this same Raphael. And the Lord Jesus, they received their miracle. And the miracle is evident. They did a video of it. And she was the one that said that, I borrowed the word from her. What God cannot do does not exist. You know, I, I, remind, I remind you, Jesus already said that in the word. With men, this is impossible. But not with God, for with God, all things are possible. And then Mark 9, 23 said, all things are possible to him or her that believes. To him or her that believes. So what are you going to do? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember, please give me a few more minutes. I remember when Miracle was still a baby. She was just born. She was barely longer than a dollar bill. You have a dollar bill, b- put it out. She was not much longer than that. She's sitting over there. And the doctors told us all kinds of terrible news. Terrible news. Ter- and it wasn't they, they were not trying to be mean. They were just telling us what medicine is telling them. And I remember one particular turning point. The Lord brought that back to me recently. Because you guys know we're standing God brought it to me. On that day, we had a bunch of specialists, about eight or nine of them, with their students that are training with them. And they were telling us this, what to expect in the next several weeks, don't raise your hopes, blah, blah, blah. She has to make this milestone. And then after that, we still don't know. And then after that, these are experts, medical doctors, they've gone to school, they know everything about the body. But there's another person that made the body. And that person was speaking on the inside of me. He said, son, what are you going to say? You know what God was doing? I didn't understand it at the time. It took me almost 13 years to understand what God was saying. He was provoking me to speak my faith. I believe it on the inside. You know you can have a heart full of faith and not have your needs met. Oh, you have to release it. You have to release it in action and in words. Oh, my ear I said to them, doctors, do everything you can for my, for my child. But I know another doctor. His name is Jesus. The moment I said that, they rolled their eyes like oh. And I want to tell you, we are leaving this hospital with a clean bill of health. And months later, we did leave the hospital with a clean bill of health. Oh, glory to God. Thank you. I'm going to wrap up. I know know my time is gone. I, I get very excited when I, glory to God, I get very excited when I preach on this because I know God has so much for you. So if you are here this morning and you are discouraged, I believe the Word of God has produced encouragement within you because I know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now, when you leave outside the door, the devil is going to come at you. Now you stand your ground. You stand your ground. having done all to stand and stand therefore. Bring out your Bible. Bring out your sword and begin to execute. I say, no, the Word of God says this. This is what I'm going to have. No, it's not going to end up like that. No, my child is not going to die. No, my marriage is not going to break up. No, my son is not going to die. I believe God! I believe God. It's going to be just like God said in the book. And the cloud of witnesses, they are cheering you on. I want you to picture that as you are standing in faith. Because it will end in praise. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you for your word this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the mighty Holy Spirit that's releasing the word of God unto your people, o God. Lord, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice, those who are at our home and, and our families that are going through a difficult season right now. Lord, I thank you for strength has been released. I thank you, Lord, for faith has been released. I thank you, Lord, for... Everything that we need, we know that we have the answer in you. And Lord, I pray for my sisters and my brother as they stand in faith, that the grace of this message will rise on the inside of them. The mighty Holy Spirit will be speaking loud than the voice of the enemy in the name of the Lord Jesus. And all, Father, will have testimonies upon testimonies upon testimonies of the glory of the Lord in our life in the name of Jesus. For Jesus said in John 11:40. To Mary and Martha, did I not say unto you that if you will believe, you know what's going to happen? You will see the glory of the Lord. Our Father, we thank you. Because we are poised, we are positioned to see the glory of the Lord in the land of the living. We just want to thank you, Lord. I thank you for Pastor Tom and his family. I thank you, Lord, for all the elders. I thank you, Lord, for all the leaders in the church. I thank you, Lord, for our children. I thank you, Lord, for anyone that is under any oppression or suppression of the enemy. I take authority over you, foul spirit. Lose my brother. Lose my sister. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I declare liberty in the atmosphere. I declare the peace of God in the name of Jesus. I declare open heavens over your life in the name of Jesus. Everything that the enemy said is not going to happen. They are coming to pass in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We believe your word. We stand upon it. And we declare that you are good. We declare that your word is true. We declare that you are the righteous judge. And we thank you, Lord. And Lord, as we execute and as we take time to receive you and believe you like a child, Lord, we begin to see your glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God.